0: And good morning and welcome to another edition of Top Rope Report, where I, the Nugster, Mr. 24-7 and Mr. Trivia, will give you all our opinions on Friday Night Smackdown and the upcoming Raw 30th special. Here's your host, Mr. Trivia. Good morning, everyone, and
1: welcome to another live edition of the Top Rope Report. Here on Facebook Live, Spotify, and Anchor, I'm your host, the illustrious Mister Trivia, and joining me every week, my co-host, my tag team partner, my best friend, the best in the business, the nugster Greg, and joining us as well—he's been filling in for Greg while well, Greg's been absent for a while, but now Greg's back. Please welcome Mister Twenty Four Seven DJ Culver. What's going on? There
0: go. What's going on, guys? Hey, guys. What's up, How are gentlemen? You? Not much. Doing pretty good.
1: So, we're six days away from the Royal Rumble. We'll get into all that after we do our SmackDown recap. So, without any further ado, if you guys are ready, we can talk about the matches.
0: All right. I think we okay. should start off with DJ this time.
1: That's exactly who I was going to pick. Cool.
0: All right. And then who's second? You or me? Um, I'll go second. All right.
1: We'll, we'll
0: save the best for last. Well, the best is going first. <laughs> um. So uh, SmackDown opened up with uh, the first qual—well, not qualifying, but the first match of the first round of the um, SmackDown number one contenders match. It was the Viking Raiders taking on Drew McIntyre and Sheamus. Mister Twenty Four Seven lead us off
2: all right um i enjoyed the match a lot um i'm kind of glad they put it first to kind of get people on you know get people on their feet and you know it was a hard-hitting match so i'm sure it pumped everybody up um but it was good Uh, i think the viking raiders are a lot better than what people probably think about them you know especially ivar i mean to be as big as that man is he can move that boy can move um so I thought they, they held up good against Seamus and Drew. Um, I gave the match a B. I thought it was just a really good, you know, hard-hitting match. I liked it.
0: Okay. Mr. Trivia.
1: So, Yeah, I, I agree with DJ on the, uh, on the match part. I mean, it was a good match. I enjoyed watching it. Uh, I'm still kind of trying to figure out what they're going to do with the Viking Raiders. I mean, here's a big, awesome, strong tag team very tough former tag team champions and they just keep continuously having them lose um one of the things i liked about the match is valhalla was outside the ring but really didn't make her presence known all that well he really didn't interfere like most of the other people outside the ring do i mean she got up on the ring apron and you know let people know that she was there but it was it was the, the match that i I enjoyed watching. I I liked it. It was nice and hard hitting. Like DJ said, it was a good way to start off the show. I gave the match
3: an A.
0: Oh, okay. Um, the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to give a shout out to Michael Cole, um, as he passed on his condolences to the family of Jay Briscoe. I thought that was a great way to start off. You know, before the tag team matches. I mean. Jay Briscoe was was part of a very, you know, well-known tag team. Um, So I want to, you know, make that point known, um, that things like that would not have happened if Vince McMahon was in control because he doesn't acknowledge anything outside of WWE. So I want to start off by saying that. Um, I I think this was an excellent match to start off uh, SmackDown. I rather would have seen this as the finals Because if you look at all the teams that are there, I I honestly think the Viking Raiders could have been the second-best team in the entire tournament. Um, Agreed. uh, So once again, I I would like to have seen this even in a semifinal, but not the two, quote-unquote, best tag teams. I mean, you know, Sheamus and, and Drew aren't really a tag team, but they're still a formidable, you know, pairing. Um, but I, I did like this match. I thought it was a great way to start off SmackDown. Um, I totally agree with you, DJ. Some of the things that I brought doing there, I'm, I'm amazed. Um, I, I see Rey Mysterio standing back saying, oh, wow, I should try that sometime. And uh, I, I gave the match a B plus. Okay, uh, great. Getting back to your point about Michael Cole
1: mentioning the death of Jay Briscoe, I was watching a promo the other night that the Briscoes had a tryout with WWE. A couple years ago, and they said that it went well, the tryout went well, they looked good, but they got a call a month later saying that they weren't cosmetically enhancing to the fans. That's why they didn't get hired by WWE.
0: And Ivar and then, is? Huh? And Ivar yeah. is? Yeah, and then Mark, and then Mark, uh, I don't believe Mark that. Grisco, John Laurinaitis.
1: I thought this was wrestling. I didn't know it was a beauty contest.
0: I, I, you and, know what? Look at the guys that were in the first match on SmackDown. I, I'm yep. sorry. Whoever reported that, I don't believe. Was it Dave Meltzer? Right. No.
1: Horrible. No. They they would they did their own video <laughs> oh, talking okay. about it. How they got invited to OVW in Florida for a tryout. And they said that they weren't cosmetically... um Okay.
0: Something or other for the fans. So that's why they didn't hire. Him. And just yes, and Mrs. Twenty four seven is watching. Just yes, thanks for tuning in. <clears throat> so right. um I mean not that it was worth grading, but after that, I mean they showed the bloodline showing up, um, everybody getting out of the cars, and uh Roman Reigns basically ignoring Sami Zayn and you know setting up a discussion later on in the show. <laughs> After yep. that, we had... Um, and Mike, you're excited about this one. I can already tell. I get you the look in your eyes. L.A. Knight in action. One of uh, Mr. Trivia's um, Fantastic Four in the Royal Rumble. Um, all right, Mike, go ahead.
1: Well, I was kind of looking forward to this match until, you know... I saw that they were putting him up against one of the hot dog vendors, Greg Jones. But, I really, you know, Greg's been a indie wrestler for a long time. He was in Northeast Wrestling for a little while. Good, It was nice to see him on TV on the big stage. But then they brought back the Firefly Funhouse. I was like, oh, my God, please don't do this to us again. I mean, let's just make Bray Wyatt, you know, a tough SOB and let him – get back into doing the wrestling and cut out with all this, this bullshit of the Firefly Funhouse and the puppets coming back to life and everything else. I really wanted to see more of this match and less of the Firefly Funhouse. And because of that, I, I gave the match a D.
0: Okay, the, the match a D or the whole thing with the segment with uh, Bray the Wyatt thing. and Uncle Howdy and everything? You gave the whole thing a D? Yep,
3: the whole thing.
0: Alright, well you could not be more wrong, Mr. Michael J. Canada.
1: <laughs> Michelle, thanks for
0: tuning in. Um yes. Was it kind of disappointing to see the Firefly Funhouse come back? In a way, yes. Um, but does this lead me to believe not not that I'm still I'm not even 40% behind it maybe about 28.753948% behind it that yes we're going to see Bray Wyatt take on LA Knight in a Mountain Dew pitch black pitch dark black light whatever they're calling it match but I now see a glimmer of thought that maybe the Fiend shows up in the Rumble. And that's, you know, leads me back to why I enjoyed seeing the the Firefly Funhouse come back. And just the way he was talking, I mean, the serious faces, back to the happy face, it shows that there is that twisted side of, of Bray Wyatt. Um, and then Uncle Howdy at the end, I, I, nowhere did I even think about giving this a D. Um, yeah, the match part of it, yeah, it was what it was. Greg Jones is, is an NXT quote-unquote up-and-coming, um, superstar. I guess everybody in the WWE is now a superstar, even B-Fab technically is a superstar. Um... <laughs> So, I mean, yeah, the match was, it was an incomplete because, I mean, I don't even think there was ever a finish to the match. and I, As far as I can remember, um, it was just, you know, the upside down, you know, B getting humped by a moth um, on the screen. And I, I actually like it, a, a, I'm going to say a lot more than you, know, I gave it a B-. minus. Okay. Mr. Twenty Four Seven.
2: If I'm not mistaken, I believe there was a pin at the end of the match. Okay,
0: but yeah, it was so insignificant it, it, to the whole thing that I didn't remember. So,
2: right? If, if the match, if the match was two minutes long, I'd be surprised. I'm pretty yeah. sure it was literally a ding, ding, ding type of thing, and it was done. Um, so I didn't really care for any of the match. Um. I gave it a C- minus for the match. What came after, I still have mixed feelings. I don't know. I don't know. To see the funhouse, I was kind of like, uh, really? You know, and then things started going through my mind, like, well, maybe this could be good. But, like, I was hoping maybe Bray would be wearing something different than that brown shirt he wears or whatever. and Maybe just having it a little bit different. But they kind of... Kind of went kind of right back into it, and I don't know. I'm not feeling it still, but I am trying to. Like, I'm trying to like this because I can see what they're trying to do. They're just not really doing it. I don't know. I don't know. Um, Overall, for the whole thing, I I just gave the whole thing a C. (laughs) Okay.
0: Okay. After that, we then went to the second matchup. Um, in the tag team tournament, as it was probably one of the most exciting matches I've seen in a long time, as it was Los Lotharios against Hit Dopes, that's what I'm gonna call them from now on, Hit Dopes, um, and luckily for me, I get to start off, um, hit roll coming out with top Flopper having that white ski mask on and and them even alluding to the fact that it was a, a quote-unquote mask. No, it wasn't. It wasn't a mask. It wasn't him poking fun at himself uh, as being a luchador. It was an epin ski mask, okay? um, And then little, you know, even there were still some more comments. Um, you know, Michael Crow, Cole made a comment about making sure top dollar's got to make sure he's staying grounded. You know, it's almost as starting to get as annoying as the, you know, Miz and his big balls, Um, how they over, over, over did that joke. Um, Okay. He's a big man. He made a mistake. He didn't jump well enough. And luckily for him, he landed safely on the floor. But that's it. It's over with. It's done. It's gone. They're now heels, and so is Los Lethary. Wait a minute. Heel versus heel. The crowd didn't know what to do. They didn't know whether to boo, whether to cheer. It was a it was a very very cold, dark, dumb match. Um, hit Row one, and yeah, that that's really really not much more to say about it. Um, I I gave it a, a D plus.
2: <clears throat> DJ,
0: okay. what'd you think?
2: Yeah, this thing sucked. It was horrible. Um, <clears throat> I, I don't know. L- Los Sotorios to me, I feel like they are pretty decent. I mean, the two yeah. of them are decent wrestlers, um, so they're not that bad of a tag team, and they're they could be fun to watch. But when they're up against, you know, someone like Hit Row, it's just like, oh man, you know. Flop dollar, I call him, sucks so bad. <laughs> he's so horrible. Adonis, yep. Adonis ain't—he's not that bad. Adonis, he's—he can move around and whatever, but as a team, I don't like it. Um, I think Los Lothario should have definitely won. They definitely should have had them moving on, but I don't know what they're trying to do here with with uh hit row. I didn't like it. I gave it a
0: D. Okay. Okay. Trivia, John. We we'll get. Well John, we'll get to your comment in a minute. Thanks for joining us. Debbie, thanks for joining us. It must be ladies' night or ladies' day today on the top rope report. Are you calling um, John a lady? That's very not no. nice of you.
1: Nope. Um <laughs> I don't know, this hit row flop dollar. I mean, he is not getting any better. Every time I see him in the ring, it looks like it's just the same thing over and over again. Um Ashante Diadonis, he's he's got some talent. I believe he, um, he he's gonna make uh, he's gonna make a pretty decent splash, but I mean top dollar. They gotta get rid of him before he hurts himself or somebody else. Uh, Los Lotherios, yes, they're not a bad tag team. They do have some talent. They're quick in the ring. Um, they they know the moves. They know the, the business. Um, was I surprised? Hit Row won this match. Yeah, I was, and. Um, I, I gave it a C minus.
0: Wow. Okay. After that, we then went to a Charlotte Flair in-ring promo. Mr. 24-7.
2: <clears throat> um, I didn't mind it. Um, I, I don't really care for uh, Sonya too much. So I don't really care about the match as much as probably some people do. But I thought the promo was good. I mean, Charlotte is Charlotte. I mean, you can put a mic in her hand pretty much anywhere at any time, and it's probably going to be good. You know, she just, I don't know, something about her. She just, like, she's great in every way, in my opinion. So this was good. Coming out, Sonya coming out and talking crap about all the fans like she does, just being a deuce bag like usual. Um, I don't know. I don't. I don't really know where or what to think because I feel like they're gonna probably fight and then that'll be it. You know, I can't really see much coming from any of it. Um, I gave. I gave it a C plus just because Charlotte's pretty good on the mic.
0: Okay. Mike.
1: Yeah, I. Uh, I agree. I mean, Charlotte made. Um. Charlotte made the, made my grade. If it wasn't if Charlotte didn't come out and, you know, be good on the mic like she is, uh, you know, she could do a pro, she could do a great promo with a carrot. I mean, that's how good she is. And uh, and I'm just getting tired of seeing Sony the Bill. But you know, just like Greg and I were talking a while ago, that, that just goes to show you the lack of female competition that they have on SmackDown right now. And I mean, I don't know if they're gonna have another match. I don't know if they're gonna Clash at the Royal Rumble, if they're gonna have a match at the Royal Rumble or if they're both gonna be in it, I don't know. But Charlotte made made my grade for the pro for the promo, not Sonya. I gave it
3: a C.
0: Okay. Charlotte will not be in the Royal Rumble match, Mike. She's the okay. champion. It okay. Wouldn't make sense for her to be in it. Um But I I mean, yeah, I mean I I this was in my opinion, one of the poorest Charlotte Flair promos I can remember in a long time. Um, and even when Sony came out, it, it was like, I mean, I think I, don't, I the only really thing I remember Charlotte even saying after that was, oh, you're saying that the other girls in the back aren't stars? And other than that, it was, you know, from the time Sony came out, it was 85 Sony and 15% Charlotte, which was not good for any promo. Um, I just, I, I, yeah. I, the, where it's going, I don't know. I, I, I hope it's not for a singles match at the Royal Rumble. Um, I don't think it's it's a premium live event or even a regular premium live event worthy match. Forget about a Big Four. I mean, to kick off the road to WrestleMania. um, I'm just hoping it's it's something where they're just doing this to give Charlotte something to do to bide their time until they come up um, with a real challenger for Charlotte. Um, Yeah, I I gave the whole thing, the promo and everything, a C-minus.
1: All right, John wants to know, when will Sonya be in Playboy-esque magazine? <laughs> Never. I uh, hope not.
0: So, Yeah, maybe Playgirl magazine, because she doesn't care yeah. what men think of her. Right. All right, after that, we had the continuation of the Bloodline story where Paul Heyman quote-unquote, counseled Roman Reigns, kind of alluding that was better... Oh, there goes Mike halfway off the camera again. Um, (laughs) Where uh, he kind of counseled Roman Reigns, kind of saying, hey, it's better to have Sami Zayn on, you know, on our side than not. Um, We then went to another tag team tournament match where it was the brawling brutes of Butch and Rich Holland against Imperium, um, Ludwig Kaiser and, um, I was going to say Leonardo, I always want to say Leonardo da Vinci, I don't know why, but Giovanni <laughs> da Vinci. Um, Trivia, you get to lead us off with this one. All
1: right, Gary, thanks for tuning in. Uh, I enjoyed this match. I thought it was good. I thought it was just as hard-hitting as uh, the first match with Sheamus and Drew. Kind of disappointed that the Brawling Brutes lost because I think I was looking somewhere along the line of the Brawling Brutes versus Sheamus and Drew in a match somewhere down the line. Um, Imperium, I've always said they've been a good tag team. Um, I think that they're going to probably go into the finals. Uh, I thought, you know... I just enjoyed watching the match. I thought it was good. Uh, you know, a couple of a couple of botches here and there from Rich Holland, but it wasn't it didn't have any effect on the match at all. I gave it a B plus. Oh,
0: okay. Um, I, I was, as soon as I saw this pairing on the little bracket thing I showed, this was probably the match of the first round that I was most looking forward to. Um, I you know, as we we have talked about before, Ludwig Big Kaiser's looked a lot better with Giovanni as his tag team partner. The two of them just work so well together, and Rich Holland is getting a little bit better, um, able to work with Butch a little bit more, and Butch is just a, a phenomenal wrestler. Um, secretly, quote unquote, hoping that Rich Holland has a torn UCL so they can at least unleash Butch on his own so he doesn't have to have the anchor on him um, because I think he'd be an excellent candidate um, to eventually, not that he would beat Gunther because I'm not sure Gunther's going to lose for a 1,000 days at this point the way he's just winning every match that he's in. Um, Right. But I think he could be somebody that could be elevated for a mid-level title um, at some point. But he won't with with the anchor um, tied around his ankles. But I, I really like this match. I could see a, a final of Imperium against Sheamus and Drew McIntyre. And I mean, would it surprise you guys if I told you that they've been in seven matches this year so far, and that was the first match that they won, was this first match in a tournament? Surprise really? me. Really? Yeah. It surprises me, but I also could see them possibly being the tag team that takes the titles off of the Usos and wins this wins tournament, goes up against the Usos. Um, I also gave this match a B B+. Okay. Mr. 24-7.
2: Yeah, I mean, you guys pretty much said it. I mean, it was it was a really good match. It, Imperium together, to me, is just, they're so good. And I agree, No, it probably will be Imperium and Drew and Seamus at the end. Um, I, I, I mean, I kind of hope Imperium wins. Like I would love to see Seamus and Drew go on and win and take the titles and all that. I would love that too. But I think Imperium is the better tag team overall probably than any of the tag teams in here. So I'm liking them right now. I hope they, they, they uh, you know, I hope they do something good with them here this year. Um, but the Brutes look good. They, they usually do. Um, Butch is great. Like you said, that boy can work. And I I would love to see Butch, even if it's just for the year or something, just kind of have a good year where they put him off, maybe win a, one of the smaller titles and just kind of show what he can do because he is really, really good. Um, I gave the match overall a B. It was great to watch. I think it was probably, well. I don't know if I say the best one, but... It was up there, it was good. I
1: liked it. Go be. Ready?
0: Yeah. How about trading Kevin Owens for Butch and then having Butch uh, feud with Theory for the U.S. title? Ooh,
2: that yeah. would be real good. I would like it.
0: Okay. After yeah. that, we then went to. I mean, uh, SmackDown was just like this. Um, went to the last match. Um, of the tag team tournament. It was Legado del Fantasma versus the Maximum Male Models as it was Massey and Mansour taking on um, Cruz del Toro and Joaquin Wild in the final match of the tournament. Um, why am I lucky that I get these great matches to go first on? Um, hey, you picked the order. <laughs> oh, all I'm going to say is thank God for Legado Del Fantasma being as good as they are. Um, obviously, the right team won. Um, maximum male models are just a joke of a tag team. Um, and it's a shame because Mansoor was or is is a good wrestler. We um, really can't say much about, I don't know, T-Bar, Mansoor, whatever his name was before that. Um, I just don't think much of him other than the fact that he's a big guy. He's got long dreadlocks for hair or braids or whatever it is he has. Um, Zelina Vega, um, which we'll get into, declaring for the Rumble match, um, which is good because they added another 20% of the total women in the match right now just by her declaring. Um and it was it was eh, an average match. Um, I actually gave it a C minus. Um, okay. DJ.
2: Yeah, yeah. I didn't really care for the match too much. Uh, I'm Matt, The male models there. You're right. This is a joke, man. No one really. I don't want to see that shit on my TV, and I'm pretty sure most people don't. It's just so bad, especially because, like you said, Mansoor is pretty damn good. I mean, when we first saw him there, what was it? Was it Saudi Arabia or however it came out? That boy can go, but they put him in stupid shit. This is so dumb. Phantasma, <clears throat> um, they are pretty good. I mean, they can work. They're not too horrible. Um, The match was okay. It wasn't great. It wasn't horrible. I gave it a C. Okay. All righty, Drew, we'll get to your comment and
1: your question in a minute. Uh, Fogman, thanks for tuning in. Yes, I eat free. Um, like Greg said, if it wasn't for Legato Del Fantasma in this match, I probably would have fell asleep and missed a contract signing. This maximum male models are awful. I mean, they're, they're bouncing off, in the, off the ropes, getting ready to make, look, make it look like they're going to do a suicide dive outside the ring over the top rope and then they stop and pose. I mean, we don't need this shit. I mean get rid of these guys. They're awful. Uh Logato del Fantasma, I, I put them in the in the same category, tag team wise, as Lotharios, Los Lotharios. I think they're a good team. They're a quick team. Um they they know the business. I think the, I think a match between those two would be great. But I mean, maximum male models is just not cutting it. They're not doing it for me. I gave the match a C minus.
0: Okay. Um, we also then had a little backstage segment, um, a little promo, whatever you want to call. Of uh, Karen Cross um, cutting a promo on Rey Mysterio, um, which he then revealed that next week on SmackDown, the two of them will go one on one. Um so that's something to look forward to, I guess, for next week. Um, then we had the almost finale of the Bloodline story where Roman Reigns called in Sami Zayn, kind of apologized to him, that he you know, a little bit of a temper, um and told him to make sure that he had everything all fueled up um for the contract signing. Which is what was next. The quote-unquote main event of the show was the contract signing um, for the Royal Rumble showdown between Kevin Owens and Roman Reigns. Mr. 24-7, you're up.
2: All right. Yeah, I liked it, man. Um, I mean, I'm pretty sure we all thought something good was going to happen here, and it did. Um, <clears throat> to see... You know, to see the bloodline not come out on top of something is always good to see because it doesn't happen much. So when it does, it kind of, you know, it kind of makes it a little bit better. Um, and <clears throat> with KO just getting beat down a lot of the time, we're I was kind of expecting uh, him to come out on top one of these one of these shows here before the before the Rumble. So this was great, man. To have him come up behind and just. You know, beat down Roman. And that's what I like the best about it is that it was Roman who he really put the beat down on. Um, you know, stunning him, putting him through the table. All that was, was, was cool, man. I liked it. Um, hopefully, at the when they fight, hopefully KO looks really, really good in the match. And I think he will. Because that boy's so good. On the mic, too, he's great. Everything about KO, I think, is really good. Um, But, yeah, overall, I gave the the whole segment a B. I thought it was just – it was good. It was what I wanted to see with it, and I'm happy with it. All right, Mr.
1: Trivia. Uh, I agree. I mean, it's about time Kevin Owens got something up on Roman Reigns. I mean, to see the stunner and then putting him through the table, that was – That was like a shocker to me. It's like, oh, my God, somebody looks like they're going to get the best of Roman Reigns. And that kind of fuels the fire for their Royal Rumble match. I'm not saying Kevin Owens is going to win the title at the Rumble. I don't think that's going to happen. But this this put him out there that, hey, this guy's he's a legitimate shot. He's a legitimate contender, you know, to Roman's title. You know, then he took the contract and, you know, just... Signed it or scribbled it or whatever, and he went over to Paul Heyman. I thought Heyman was going to piss his pants, but yeah. uh, I I enjoyed it. I mean, he even he even took out the Usos, so it was one of those things where Kevin was real dominating against the Bloodline in this segment. I gave it a B plus.
0: Okay, um, I I mean I loved this segment. And then I'm going to say I loved, loved, loved it after a nice little conspiracy theory was was introduced. Um, and once again, I totally agree with you guys. Him coming out, um, you know, attacking a bloodline, um, you know, super kicking Solo Sokoa out of the ring, and we never saw him again for the entire beatdown, um, you know, the pop-up power bomb through the table, the Roman Reigns, to taking out the Usos outside of the ring, to Paul Heyman cowering in the corner in fear. Um, he then grabbed the little leather attaché case as Sami Zayn showed up ringside. He then, and this will lead to the conspiracy theory, um, signed the contract. And then took said contract and threw the little leather attache case thing, um, binder, whatever, at Sami Zayn. Then ran off into the crowd, over the barricade, into the crowd. Sami Zayn was the only other person that touched that contract. He opened the contract, kind of looked up at Kevin Owens, and then turned around and looked down at Roman Reigns in utter disbelief. The conspiracy theory that was introduced, um, and it was just uh, um, some, you know, we'll call a social media influencer that, you know, not that they have any connections to the business, but just kind of said, hey, just think about this for a second. What if the name that Kevin Owens signed on that contract wasn't his? What if it was Sami Zayn's name he put on that contract leading to it being Sami Zayn versus Roman Reigns at the Royal Rumble? Because if you go back and you just watch the last two minutes of that segment from when, you know, Paul Heyman was cowering in the corner and Kevin Owens just coming in, and from that point on, once again, those are the only two that saw it. So that turned to me what, what was an A-minus, borderline a promo into a a borderline A plus you know like that 97 ish grade um not that I already didn't love it but now thinking about what insinuates with this um and what it could lead to and the fact that it is now no longer a bloodline celebration on Monday it is now the trial of Sami Zayn um it's really leading me to to believe that we're in for you know some excitement with this whole segment um like I said yeah. I gave it an a to a borderline a plus righty and overall um was the best smackdown we've seen no was the worst smackdown we've seen no um i i I think it was an okay Smackdown overall. Um, The highs were very, very, very high. Um, And, yeah, we had a couple of lows. I mean, when you look at the tag team tournament, I think it would have been better if the semifinals were Drew McIntyre against the Viking Raiders and Imperium versus the Brawling Brutes and let the other two brackets been the four losing teams. I think that would have made this tournament more exciting. But, hey, I don't work for WWE creative. But I gave the whole thing a C plus.
3: Okay.
1: I, uh... Well,
0: DJ's next. Don't go out of town. Oh. okay. Go DJ. Yeah, yeah,
2: sound?
3: um...
2: I, I, like, I, I thought the whole show was all right. I mean, it had its ups and its downs, like you said, and, and I totally agreed. The ups were definitely up. Um, so that helped a lot. I think the whole Bloodline thing really helped a lot, and it does every week. Um i have a c plus here written down but i didn't think of any of that like i don't think i caught sammy looking at the at the contract like that i think i might have missed that so to hear that and kind of start thinking about it now um i'm kind of intrigued too now i want to know what's gonna happen like because if he did write sammy's name oh man that changes things quick like real quick um So I'm going to add, I got to add just a little bit. I'll go, I'll give it a B-minus overall.
0: Okay. Mr. Okay. Trivia.
1: Yeah, I I mean, to be honest with you, there was just uh, two matches that I enjoyed watching on the whole show, and they were both in the tag team matches with Sheamus and Drew and the Brutes and Imperium. But overall, I just didn't think this was a, this was a, in my opinion, I just didn't think this was a really good SmackDown. My overall grade, I gave it a C-. And you see, the thing that Greg was mentioning about maybe seeing, maybe he signed Sammy's name, nobody really, I don't think the Bloodline or Roman Reigns saw Kevin sign the contract. So if Roman sees that and
0: sees Sammy's name,
1: Oh, Paul him and okay, right yeah.
0: behind him in the corner
1: so it's like okay because I was thinking maybe Roman would have looked at it and said well sammy why is your name on the contract Wouldn't you sign the contract instead of Kevin so but uh yeah that's gonna make that's going to make things
3: real interesting if that happened and so but like
1: I said my overall grade I gave it was the c minus and All right. that was our that was our Smackdown recap um like I said, you know any of the questions that are out there now we'll get to them after we do our other segments here. But right now it's time for my favorite part of the show, it's Nuggies News. So Greg, the floor is yours.
0: All right. Um we we often joke um on our show and how Dave Meltzer just comes up with some quote-unquote outlandish things and this and that and well, apparently we're not the only ones that think that. As um, Dutch Mantel or Mantel, I think it's Mantel, um, is deb- is debating Dave Meltzer's report that the Rock status. For, um WrestleMania 39, it's not gonna happen. Um, I'm gonna go on and read two quotes from Dutch Mantel. Um and he says, Hell no, I'm not buying it. He does make crap up. He's like clickbait. Oh, The Rock says he may not dot dot dot. Make sure you know bullshit. I say that if he is doing that, what he's looking for is another zero at the end of that check. That's what he's looking for. How does Meltzer get this information anyways? I think he sits around and and thinks about it and writes it down, and then a little later reads it back to himself, so therefore he found it somewhere and makes it up. (laughs) <laughs> no, I don't think The Rock is worried that he may not be in wrestling shape. I think The Rock is worried that he won't make a record payoff or something. I don't know, but no, I'm not buying that. If WWE wants him, he will find the time to get out there. Believe me, money talks. So even other people in the business think that Dave Meltzer, he's just full of crap. Um, And like I said, I joked with Trivia about it yesterday um, when he was giving me his Jacksonville versus Kansas City Chiefs prediction, where I said, you know, well, you know, I I really got a feeling that Jacksonville's going to win, but I'm going with Kansas City 28-20. That way, if Jacksonville had won, he's covered both ways because he really thought they were going to win. And that's what Dave Meltzer does. You know, I don't think The Rock is going to be there, but you know what? Maybe he is. You just shut up. Um, we we talking about Sami Zayn and the bloodline. Um, pulled up an article that, that lists five things that could happen during the trial of Sami Zayn on Raw Triple X. Um, yep. Once again, folks, if you go to Google and you type in Raw Triple X, the first thing that comes up on Google is Pornhub, Raw, Triple X, um, videos. So, be very, very careful what you Google. So, I'm going to give you these five, and I want your guys, um, thoughts, scale of 1 to 10, the likelihood that this could happen. Yeah, I've read these two. And the first one is... The Rock returns to save Sami Zayn from the trial on WWE Raw Triple X.
1: DJ, you want to grab this one first? What's the likelihood?
2: I'm going to go zero. I just don't see it happening. <clears throat> in all honesty, I, I kind of just, I don't even see The Rock coming at all in any of the shows. So I'll go zero there.
0: Okay.
1: I'll, I'll I'll go along with that as well. I, I'll say maybe a one. You know, I mean, if they're gonna do that, then maybe they'll do that a little bit closer to WrestleMania. But I don't see it happening at all, anywhere, anytime. So I'll say about a one.
0: Okay. Um. And I, I once again, I wouldn't go with a zero because I never, I've learned to never say never in WWE. I mean. Vince McMahon's illegitimate child was Hornswoggle. I, I mean, come on. I, I mean, I've learned WWE never say never, so I'll go 0.5. I, I don't think there's any way that The Rock is going to show up at the 30th anniversary of Monday Night Raw. Um, it's it's too small of an event for him to show up. But I also disagree with trivia where if he shows up, it's going to be closer to WrestleMania. No, there has to be some type of buildup. I mean, for God's sakes, we had a whole year build-up for Cena Rock 2. So I, I don't see them waiting until close to WrestleMania. Um, I, I, I believe that if they have any mention of The Rock on Monday in their trial of Sami Zayn, then we'll see him. But if there's no mention, then, yeah, I, I don't know if we'll see him at all this year. Um, the honorary ooze and the bloodline trick Kevin Owens, as this is all just a ploy to lure Kevin Owens to the ring for vengeance on what happened on SmackDown. Uh,
3: the likelihood of that
1: happening, I'd say, probably a five.
0: Okay. DJ?
2: Um, I can definitely see that happening. Um, like, I feel like we, we're we're probably definitely going to see K.O. come out during that segment. I guarantee it. Um, I'll go like a seven.
0: Okay. Um, I'm going to go right in the middle. I'm going to go about a six. Um, only because, I, once again, I definitely think Kevin Owens will come out as well. But I just don't know that, that it was a ruse and they're just trying to lure him out. So I'll go about a six. The next right. one, the judgment day arrives to interrupt the trial of Sami Zayn.
3: What do you
1: think, Greg? We'll let you go first. On no, this
0: no, it's Nuggie's news. I go last. Oh. That's I never right. go first. Um, that's right.
1: DJ, what do you think?
2: Um, I, I mean, I can definitely see that happening, too. Um, being that they, you know, there's the judgment day, and this is a, you know, trial, I don't know. Yeah, I can see it happen. I'll go like a five.
1: Okay. I can see it happening, too, because the judgment day would only be out there for the Usos. I don't think they give a rat's ass what happens with Sami Zayn. And with the title match coming up, I think they're going to be out there to get everything going for the title match. So my possibility would be about
0: a seven. I, I can't disagree with you guys more. I think this is almost as low as The Rocks showing up. I don't see Judgment Day, quote-unquote, once again, invading SmackDown when they're a Raw tag team. And their their thing is with the Usos. The entire Bloodline, Solo, Sokoa, Sami Zayn, nobody was there. It was just the Usos. So they don't have beef with the Bloodline. So I'm going maybe a 1.5.
2: Okay. Yeah, that's
0: true. And the final one, Sami Zayn suffers the beatdown everybody has been expecting.
3: Mm. I'll go eight. I'll say an eight of the likelihood of that
1: happening.
2: That's kind of tough, man. Because we know it's coming. But now... I got to go in the middle with that one too. I'm going to go a 5 with that one too cuz I'm not sure cuz you know it's going to happen. And I feel like this probably could be the time. I'll go 5.
0: Okay. Um I think that's of all the five that I just listed the most likely to happen. Um if it's going to happen, I go I'll go a 7 with this one. Uh, I don't I, I'm not as convinced that it's going to happen on on raw. Um I, I kind of see that happening more on if it happens where he comes to Kevin Owens' defense at the Rumble. Um, so I'll go seven here. And then one more really, okay. qu- really quick one. Um, once again, we're, we're going to keep with The the Rock not showing up um, for WrestleMania. So I pulled up an article, of, and this is the title of the article. Five WWE legends, other than The Rock, who could challenge Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. So this is the main event of WrestleMania. These quote-unquote five legends could be ones to replace. So once again, on a scale of one to ten, I want two scores. One, how excited would you be if this was the main event of WrestleMania? And then also, the likelihood. The first one, you know what, I'll actually... No, no, I'm going to go last on all of them again, but um, the first one that they list, Booker T could leave the NXT commentary booth for a huge match.
1: Uh, I'll start this one off. I'll go a one (laughs) and a two.
0: Which is the one and which is the two?
1: The excitement level will be one, and the most likely to happen will be a two.
0: (laughs) DJ...
2: (laughs) Yeah. Are we going excitement level um, to see him in the Rumble or to see this match at Mania? Oh, as to the...
0: main event WrestleMania okay. instead of The Rock. Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, no. That, I got to go 1. I'm going 1-1. One, one.
0: Okay. And, and I'm going, once again, 0.5 and 0.5. There is <laughs> no way I want to see that man ever in the ring again, especially the main event closing out WrestleMania on Sunday. I um, know. The next one, John Cena and the Tribal Chief still have a lot of history together. DJ?
2: My excitement, I'd have to say I'd be pretty excited. Um, just because I really want Cena to get that let, that one more title. Um, and plus, I've always been a really big Cena fan. I've always liked him. I'll go at 8 for excitement and... It's probably
0: not going to happen,
1: so I'll go like a 3. Okay. Oh, yeah. For me, I'd say the excitement level for me would be about a 7.5, and, and the likelihood of it happening would be about a 4.
0: Okay. Um, my likelihood is, is definitely lower than that. It's about a 2. Um, and my excitement level would, would probably be right around there, 7.5 to 8 also. The next one, Edge and Roman Reigns never got their one-on-one WrestleMania match. Uh,
1: Excitement level for me would be about a seven and a half. The chance of it happening, six.
0: Really? Okay. Yeah.
1: As weird as it
2: as this is to say, because I, you know, Edge to me is just an all-time great. But, like, I'm I'm almost looking at Edge now is, the, like, the way I look at, like, Goldberg and just people who shouldn't... I'm not saying shouldn't, but I don't know. I'm just not... I can't get as hyped as I could as I used to with Edge. Um, I'll say about a five for excitement. And the likelihood... I mean, I guess it could. I'll go, like, a two.
0: Okay. Um, excitement level, um, and only because Edge really knows how to deliver a main event match. Um, he's been off for a while, so he's going to be nice and rested. Um, probably won't have the, I've been up for 832 hour bags under his eyes, um, so I, I could probably get you know behind it if it happened to excitement level once again right around an eight um, likelihood I'll give it slightly higher than John Cena and go a three.
1: Okay.
0: This next one that they have on this list, I, I don't know. X Pac wants one last big match in WWE. Damn
2: as much as I would love to see Xbox, nah, he can't be the champion. He can't close out Mania. Um, and I don't even know if I'd really want him to, to be honest. I think, Mike, I'd be – put it this way. I would be excited if all of a sudden it was his music and we're just like, oh. So I would probably, you know, get excited real quick until I kind of put it all together and thought about it in my mind. But we'll go – I'll go. I'll go a five, and a one. Five excitement, one likeliness of
1: happening. Um, uh, I've never been a big X Pac fan. Uh, I really think that X Pac would be nothing without the click, without the NWO. You know, he. I don't believe. I don't believe he would have got in the Hall of Fame if it wasn't for them with D X and everything else. But um, my excitement level would be about a. 1.5, and the likelihood
0: of it happening would be a 0. Okay. Um, once again, I never give 0, so likelihood, I would say 0.5, and on an excitement level, would be a 1. Um, I, I mean, I know he, he's a name, um, but, I mean, really, X-Pac versus Roman Reigns closing on WrestleMania? No, I couldn't. And then the last one on this list that they give... Is Stolen cold Steve Austin.
1: Um my second level will be about a seven and a half. You know, because once you hear the glass, everybody is, gets excited. And the likelihood of it happening will be about a three. Maybe a two and a half to a three.
2: Yeah. I agree with that. The the likelihood of that happening is yeah, I'll go I'll go 2 on that one. And man, that would be awesome. I wouldn't even care if they had him come in and win the title real quick. I would not care at all. I would actually be so pumped to beat to beat Roman and take oh man. Drink all them beers. Yeah, that'll be a sight. Um I'll be excited. I'll go 8 for excitement, but it ain't going to happen.
0: Right. I I agree that it's very, very, very low in a total. It's a likelihood. I'd go about it, too. Um, but, I mean, just, just the possibility of seeing Stone Cold stun Roman Reigns and then give him two middle fingers right in his face would be enough to make me absolutely, possibly want to see this match. I would actually, on an excitement level, go nine. Okay. Um, and that's Nuggies News. And Trivia, just one second before you go to your indie scene. We're at 55 minutes. Trivia, go ahead with your indie news.
1: All right. Thank you, Greg. Um, January 28th, Royal Rumble Saturday. Paradise Alley Pro Wrestling presents Paradise Disrupted at 662 Co. Avenue in East Haven, Connecticut at the school. Um, show time is 7 p.m. Tickets are $20. Unfortunately, I really couldn't find a list of the matches for that, but I will get them soon. And the other one I have is, sit back and relax, guys, because it took me about 20 minutes to write down this whole thing. Um, Tough and Talented Wrestling. Greg, I think this would be an interesting one. You know, kudos to Vinny, the owner of Tough and Talented Wrestling, for putting this show on. Tough and Talented Wrestling will, will be March 4th at 152 Litchfield Street in Torrington, Connecticut. And he will, at uh, um, 5.30, the door's open. Show starts at 6. And they're having the first annual Big Jim Anderson Memorial Cup. So kudos to Vinny for uh, putting that on. He has announced the participants in that Big Jim Cup will be Fly Nine Noriega, Zachariah Gibbs, a gentleman called Mosh Pitt, Adam Applegate, Stevie Legend, Mark Alexander, Barnaby Coombs, Jekyll, Moose and Stock Verano, Ken Powers, Patrick Saint, Alan Bono, Lucas Connor, and Nathaniel Carr. Those are the participants in the Big Jim Anderson Cup.
0: He also named some matches for that night. Is the Big Jim Anderson Cup like a Battle Royal?
1: Uh, I believe it is, yeah. He he just said that those were the participants that are going to be in it. So I believe it's going to be a Battle Royal type uh, match. Uh, Some of the matches that he has signed for that night is Fly9 Noriega and Zach Gibbs versus versus Moose and Stock Verano. Oops, sorry, Mark Alexander and Barnaby Combs versus Stevie Legend. No, that's Applegate. I'm sorry, Applegate and Barnaby Combs versus Stevie Legend and Mark Alexander. Jekyll and Moshpit versus Lucas Connor and Nathaniel Carr. And Tico Powers and Pat Saint. Tico and, pa- and Ken Powers go against Patrick Saint and Alan Bono. Now. He's also signed a special attraction this is interesting i've never before heard this katie katie k-a it's not a female k-a-i-d-e rook versus dan demand now dan demand is one of the top indie stars out there he's also got a six-man tag match where three titles will be on the line whoever gets pinned Loses their title. Both men will lose their title It's one is for the There will be the two T.W. U.S. Tag, US tag title on the line the two T.W. the two T.W. world title and the two T.W. undisputed championship and they will feature Clipper Jones not the third baseman for the Braves Clipper Jones little greatness Full Dread versus Tyler Brooks, and also Jock Dahl will be in there with a uh, a appointment a opponent to be named later. Then he's going to have a five on five Survivor Series style match. Team Frost: Ryan Frost, Lucas Chase, Dirtbag Dan, R.J. Boom, Nate Nastic will go and that's team that's uh no I'm sorry that's that's the other team okay two buff buff daddy uh, HBO which is high voltage Omar and Jiggy Sosa that's team that's team Sean team Randy Sean who I knew as Jay Busta back in the day and they're gonna go against Dirtbag Dan high voltage Omar RJ Boom, Nate Nastic, they're all going to be in it.
0: And then it's Team Sean, Randy Sean. Well, I like this team. Oh, dude, you're confusing Randy the hell out Shawn. of me. I don't know what team is what anymore, dude. Just just give it up because you're all over the place with this match, man. You said RJ, you said HBO on two different teams. You said Team Sean's the head of two different teams. Dude, you, if you can't read what you wrote, then don't go. J- just stop. Just stop. You're confusing the hell out of me. I mean, unless you can say the teams, uh, I I just don't know what you have written down and and why you can't figure out what five is against what five. When you have two team Sean's and HBO, whatever, is on two different teams, but...
1: Here it is. I just just ran it together. Here we go. Team Frost of Dirtbag Dan, High Voltage Omar, RJ Boom, Nate Nastic, and Ryan Frost.
0: Okay. That is Team Frog.
1: They're going to go against Team Sean, which is Randy Sean, Lucas Chase, Jiggy Sosa, Two Buff and Buff Dad. Okay. Those are the five that's the 5 on 5. All right. Then there's also going to be nine matches that night to honor Big Jim Anderson. I believe this is a great thing to do for indie wrestling. We all know the impact that Big Jim Anderson had. Not only on indie wrestling, but on the lives of the people that he got in the ring with. He was a very polarizing figure in the indie scene. He was about 6'5", about 300 pounds. But he had the heart of a giant, that guy. He was a great, great man, great competitor. And Vinny, congratulations on wanting to put this show together. And like I said, it's going to be March 4th at 152 Litchfield Street in Torrington, Connecticut. Tough and Talented Wrestling presents the Big Jim Anderson Memorial Cup. The first ever. Hopefully he'll continue on with that, uh, with that, uh, that match over the years. Because it's definitely going to be well-deserved whoever wins it. So, but that's what I had for my indie News. Okay, And, um, Let's get to some of these questions here. Drew wants to know, hey, guys, always a pleasure watching your podcast, your opinion on Tommaso Ciampa.
0: Well, I'll I'll go right off the bat, and we've talked about it before. I think his usage on the main roster was ridiculous. Um, I I mean, I know he's had injuries, and I know he's out, I believe, with neck injury now. He had surgery or neck, shoulder, something. Um, and I think that's a perfect time to, to kind of, you know, get him away from the fluorescent pink and yellow and greens that he was wearing with, you know, being the Miz's little sidekick and and come back. Um, who knows? Maybe it coincides with Johnny Gargano. Um, they could reform DIY and, and you know, and, and be another formidable tag team, but just have him on a main roster. Um, but I, I've always thought he was a very, very good talent.
2: Yep, DJ. Yeah, I agree. I mean Tomaso Champa I mean the whole time he was in NXT he was somewhere on the top, you know, always in the in the main the main matches, um the main events and whatnot. Yeah, they 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 dropped the ball hard for when they brought him up. I mean all of it was nonsense pretty much. Everything he's done so far on the main roster has just been nonsense. I mean, you bring this guy up who's on top of the world, and then you just do that to him was horrible.
3: Um, right, I, I
2: I do agree with the time off right now being a being good. You know, let it let it let them figure it out and do Bring him back. You know, I don't know, black trunks or something. Just come out and just just be Tamaulipas who he was. Let him, you know, go at want to go after titles like you know he loves the gold, Goldie or whatever, and you know get him back to being that superstar that he could be. Um, so I, I, I'm anxious and looking forward to it. But, yeah, overall, that, that man's awesome. Great, great talent.
1: Yep. Definitely. Yeah, I, I miss seeing Tommaso Ciampa in the ring. He was a tremendous on NXT. He got to the main roster. He got, you know, they kind of really didn't do anything with him. You know, like Greg said, you know, get him away from the thing. Let him go on his own. And, um but I, I'm kind of looking forward to him coming back and seeing, you know, what they're going to do. Uh, another question was from John Bess. He said he's a little upset that the acknowledgement party for Roman has been shelved for this Sami Zayn court case angle. Uh, I don't know. I think I'd rather see the Sami Zayn court case angle than... Uh, then the thing with Roman, I mean, we know uh, what you call it. We know who who was going to be out there for the for the acknowledgement party
0: and everything. But right, it probably yeah, taking longer than you know than the actual entire segment for like Op and Sika just to walk down to the ring. And right. I mean, could they climb? Did they get through the ropes at this point in their age? I mean. Yep. Yeah, so, yep. I mean, I'm not. I mean, I'm not totally disappointed. I, I'm just kind of curious. It, it doesn't say that extended members of the bloodline won't be there to, you know, lay judgment on Sami Zayn as well. I mean, Roman Reigns could turn to the elders for for quote unquote advice, so they could still be involved. Um, it doesn't say that it's only going to be, you know, the the four members of the bloodline and Paul Heyman deciding Sami Zayn's fate. So we could still see the generations of um, the bloodline there, so.
3: Right. Yep.
1: And, uh, DJ, what's your thought on that? <coughs> um,
2: I mean, I feel like, I feel like every time Roman comes out, it's, it's an acknowledgement party. I mean, it probably wouldn't be too much more of what we see on a weekly basis anyway. So I'm all right with it. I, I, I kind of think it'll probably be a little bit better now and it actually could turn out to be great. I mean, depending on what happens. So yep. yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm all for the, the switch
1: there. All right, cool. Uh, we got one more comment here from Gary, Ware. then we'll go to our uh, Royal rumble talk. It says, just go with it, figure it out. LOL. Great show guys. Hope all is well, Greg.
0: Thank you, Gary. Mike,
1: you shaved. Mike, you shaved. And DJ, your beard looks itchy. LOL. <laughs> so, but uh, thank you for your comment there, Gary.
0: Are, so, are we going to talk Raw 30th and then Royal Rumble, or are we going to skip over Raw and just go right to the Royal Rumble?
1: Let's, let's talk it all. Let's talk Raw 30 and then the Royal Rumble.
0: Okay. Um... Well, let's just run down the advertised. um, The program will feature various appearances from WWE Hall of Famers and veterans, including Shawn Michaels and The Undertaker, who were both notably at the very, very first Monday Night Raw. Others confirm, this says, Kurt Angle, Ric Flair, X-Pac, Teddy Long, Jared the King Lawler, Ron Simmons, Road Dog Jesse James, Triple H, Hulk Hogan, The Million Dollar Man Ted DiBiase, Jimmy Hart, Mike Rotunda, <sighs> Lita, Medusa, The Godfather, and Diamond Dallas Page. Um, I don't know about you guys, but I mean, a couple names I could do without, but, I mean, this list is, is, I mean, today being Sunday, tomorrow being Raw, I mean, at first they had 10 superstars, now we've got this whole litany of people. Um, What do you think, I mean, are we going to see, like, stupid backstage segment with Teddy Long making a, a tag team match and... Uh, is it going to be just cameos for some of them? Or, I, I just can't imagine every single person coming down to the ring. or I don't know. I don't know how they're going to pull off this many guests. Plus, you know, we've got the, the trial of Sami Zayn and then the, the three advertised matches from Monday Night Raw. Right. So. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like you got
1: more people, more legends showing up than we got committed to the Royal Rumble. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I I agree with that. I mean, you're probably going to see Teddy Long do something stupid in the back where he makes a, a match. And I read somewhere, I read it uh, earlier today, that uh, The Undertaker is going to come out and he's going to talk about, you know, the hollow halls of Monday Night Raw and how he um, how he kind of, like, Put Monday Night Raw on the map and everything and then he's gonna get interrupted by the Alpha Academy. And he's gonna end his the segment with that Are you taking
0: getting interrupted by the Alpha Academy? Yeah. Okay.
1: And then he's gonna then he's gonna end that part of the segment with a tombstone and the fans are gonna go nuts. But um, I mean I can do without some of those people as well. But there's an awful lot of people. I expect, you know, just to have them announce to people, they come out and wave, and, you know, I'll be happy with that. So.
2: Yeah. To me, I feel like there are so many people here. I mean, they have three hours, and I believe all three hours in between the the few matches we'll see. We're just going to see probably mostly backstage nonsense. You know, it's just going to go through the whole entire show. Like, to be honest, this show could end up sucking so bad. Like, and that's nothing against any of these guys, because they're all legends. Um, but just, I guarantee, because what are they all going to do, really? Right. I mean, we'll probably have Hogan come down and be a mess on the mic. Probably say some something stupid. Mess something up. No, I can't see there being anything really good that's going to happen with, with any of these people. Right, um, somebody
0: will say something backstage, and Ron Simmons will be on camera and go "Dang!" and that's it, you know. And, yeah,
2: it'll, it'll okay. probably be a bunch of that. Um, so, yeah, yeah. I mean, it'll be good to see him. I guess you know, I'll see all these faces. Right. But I, I can't see anything really crazy happening. I mean,
0: yeah. Just please it's a bunch don't let, don't let Medusa declare for the Royal Rumble, please, <laughs> it, 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 please. Yeah. That's all I he don't want. Will. Or challenge Charlotte Flair to a match. That's what I don't want right. to see. Oh, okay. sorry. Some I agree with you there, Greg. Horrible vision. Or
1: leader. Don't let either one of them declare for the Royal Rumble.
3: So, but
1: yeah, I mean, you know, we got that. We got,
0: um... Austin Theory versus Bobby Lashley for yep. the U.S. title. Austin
1: Theory versus Bobby Lashley. Becky which... and
0: Bailey. um in a steel cage, and then the Raw tag team title match, the Judgment Day, um, being Damian Priest and Dominic taking on Jimmy and Jay.
1: According to Sports Sportskeeda that I was reading before it came on, they were saying that there's going to be new Raw tag team champions tomorrow night. They also say that um, damage control is going to help um uh, be- uh, Bailey defeat Becky Lynch and the other one said that Bobby Lashley is going to be the new u.s champion
0: and that was uh, who uh, who wrote the article Dave Meltzer
1: no sports kita
0: well I know so, sports no, is yeah. like sports Illustrated Sports Illustrated yeah. doesn't write the articles they have people to write the articles. Somebody writes an article and it gets posted to sports kita it's not a sports oh. article.
1: Oh, Okay. Well, I don't. I didn't read who uh, who wrote the article, but no. <coughs> excuse me. But that's what they say that they think is going to happen. And
0: I, I mean, see, I I don't see Judgment Day with Dominic Mysterio wrestling beating the Usos.
1: Nope. I would rather see Damian Priest and Finn Balor than Damian Priest and and Dominic. Yeah,
2: agreed.
1: Yeah, Mario Savoldi is watching. Thank you, Mario. Um. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, the Bobby Lashley-Austin Theory match, I don't think Lashley's going to win the title because I think they're real high on Austin Theory right now. I mean, he's got a good character. I like I like where they're going with his character. And, you know, at least let him keep the title till Mania. And, you know, put him up against somebody, you know, worthy at WrestleMania. But like you said, you know, Monday, this is the go-home show, so I'm hoping... It's going to be somewhat decent. So, well, like DJ said, this definitely has the definite uh, makings of being a bad, bad show. Yeah. You know?
0: So, uh, maybe we'll have a third so, tag team added to the match. Maybe money. Never
3: ain't. know. Money, ain't, yeah.
0: Ted DiBiase and IRS.
2: Yep. <laughs> That's
0: true. That, dude, oh, my God. Oh, yep. make it a fatal four way elimination. Add DX in it. What the hell? Why not?
1: Why not? Yeah. And so, and that's. That, I, that's and the other thing
0: be- I also don't want to see because Triple H, Road Dog, Xbox, Shawn Michaels, I don't need to see another DX anything either. Right. I feel like we do.
1: Yeah. probably going to, no? Yep. But you see WWE does that because they're legends and they know people want to see them.
0: No, they don't. Not anymore. But
1: just announce them. Have them come out. Hello, how you doing? And and that's it. And then go off your merry way. So, yeah, so that's tomorrow night, 8 o'clock, Monday Night Raw. It's their Raw 30th episode, uh, 30-year anniversary. Like I said to Greg the other day, I said, oh, my God, I've been watching Monday Night Raw half my life. So, but, you know, we'll have to see what they're going to do with that. And now six days to go till the Royal Rumble. I guess there's been more people declared for the Rumble, Greg. Yep.
0: There's now 15 men. Um. Once again, let's run through them all real quick. Kofi Kingston, Santos Escobar, Ricochet, Austin Theory, Seth freaking Rollins, Bobby Lashley, Baron Corbin, Rey Mysterio, Gunther, Cody Rhodes, Omos. And these four just declared on SmackDown. Drew McIntyre, Sheamus, Braun Strowman, and Karrion Cross. And that's half of the field. That's 15 out of the 30. The yeah. women have six out of the 30. They've had Liv Morgan, Candice LeRae, Rhea Ripley, um, and Raquel Rodriguez. And this past week on SmackDown... Shayna Baszler, and Zelina Vega.
1: Okay. Uh, Gary's question is, whose belt is hanging on the wall? <laughs> that's DJ's. <laughs> but, yeah, and, and some of the matches. I mean, I guess uh, Friday night was going to be um, Karrion Cross against Rey Mysterio at the Royal Rumble.
0: No, that's Friday night on SmackDown.
1: That's what I said. No, he said he he said he wants it's going to be. I thought he said it was going to be him and Ray at the Royal Rumble.
0: No, he said next oh. week. Ray Mysterio had already next. declared for the Rumble.
1: Okay, so he we're gonna was probably declaring see our- for the
0: Rumble as well.
1: Oh, okay. So we're probably going to see our first uh, our first televised murder on SmackDown because I think Ray Mysterio is going to get destroyed uh that's just my opinion.
3: Um, but, yeah, I mean, you know, and we got the,
1: you know, like I said, we got the cage match with Becky on Raw, but um, the
0: Royal Rumble, they have how many individual matches? Four, Three. I think? They're still at four? Three. Three? The Pitch Black match between L.A. Knight and Bray Wyatt. Roman Reigns versus Kevin Owens and then Bianca Belair defending against Alexa Bliss
1: now do you guys think that they need to add maybe one more match and then go with the two Rumble matches or can the Royal Rumble pay-per-view be successful with just that with those three individual matches and then the two Rumble matches
0: it depends on how long and how spectacular the Rumble matches are going to be yeah Something that I've read on a couple different um, sites and and social media platforms is the reason for them declaring Cody Rhodes already is because it was the most expected secret um, as far as where our Rumble goes. And the other reason is because WWE and Triple H and Creative are extremely satisfied with the surprises they already have. For the men's Royal Rumble match. So, yeah. okay. so I'm I'm expecting multiple bug eyed holy shit, I can't believe this person's in the Royal Rumble things for the men's match. Um right. not just one. Um not even two. I'm looking at several. Um and if I don't yeah. get it then I'm gonna start off my, my match at a, at at a D. And hopefully they can build up from there. Okay. I can understand that. Because it looks like there's going to be multiple uh, multiple surprise entrants. Well, as of right now, you know, there have had, been some, we'd have 15. Yeah.
1: Yep. There have, there have been some rumors. I don't know if there's any truth or rumors. That, uh, you know, Booker T is going to enter. Um, Matt Cardona, also known as Zack Ryder. Um supposedly, you know, they were there was talk, you know, on one of their dirty type things. Those two guys, you might we might see them in the rumble. I just don't want to see like a Kevin Nash or or something like that. Yeah. I mean definitely not. I mean yeah. I mean we're probably gonna see, you know, Bronson Reed. Well, probably gonna what, what,
0: see what kind of surprise is that.
1: No, I'm not, I'm not saying it's a surprise.
3: I'm saying you're uh, regular yeah,
0: one. But, but, but if he's not listed, it's a surprise. Uh, you don't. Okay. That's yep. going by our rules for the prediction show, which will be next Saturday at 3 p.m., DJ. Got it. Because um, yep. noon for Joe is a good time. So we'll all be there for the show.
1: All righty. Cool. Great. Yeah, I mean, I'd like to. See, I mean, I probably won't happen because of his injury, but I'd love to see Randy Orton. I'd love to see Tommaso Ciampa. Well,
0: you it was know, those it was, two, it, was, it, was it was hip surgery. Tommaso Ciampa had so oh, hip yeah. surgery. Okay, yeah, that, that's something you know. Yep. I mean, yeah, you're up and walking, but you're not jumping and flipping and getting right. body slammed with. Yep.
3: Yep. You're yeah, not bouncing around with a rubber ball. But you know, I
1: mean, and what what another one that hasn't really been mentioned, that hasn't declared, Logan Paul. I mean, so those would be, you know, considered surprise, yeah. surprise entrance. Yeah,
0: but if Booker yep. Keys in there, I'm going to throw up on myself. I really am. Yeah. Me too. I agree. I mean... I hope yeah.
1: Randy's
0: there. Oh, yeah, that would be awesome. That would be totally awesome.
1: Yeah. Yep, to see like Randy Orton and in the Rumble, uh, I'd mark out big time. Yeah?
2: Yeah. And, and, and Randy. Brock will be there.
1: Yep. Probably,
2: I mean, he's on the poster, ain't he, Brock? Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, so, what I, mean, I want to see is I want to see, see. Matt, Matt Riddle come in early, getting beaten up, beaten up, whoever comes in, and then, you know, when he's, like, in the middle of getting thrown out, Randy Orton's music comes on, he comes out and, and screws yeah. over Matt Riddle and throws him over and then starts rko and people left and right. I wouldn't even need to yep. see him in for that long. Right. You know? That's-
2: the appearance is good
1: enough, yeah. Yeah.
0: You know, I mean, come that, in RKO only, a couple people and then
1: Yep. Not only have yep. them be surprises, but let's see what numbers if they show up, let's see what numbers they'll get. Right. You know, yeah, I mean will we see a surprise Randy Orton at number twenty eight? Will we see a surprise Tommaso Ciampa at number thirty? I mean, you never know.
0: Well, so, to me, number thirty has to be huge. It can't be Tomasa Champa. Nothing against Tomasa Ciampa, but it has to be somebody. You know, it can, you have to have a couple of these late in the match because I mean, after watching it for an hour and ten minutes, and there's still seven, you know, nine, ten people left. Uh, Ooh, you 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 know yeah. you need something that's going to once again you know get you on the edge of your seat for the rest of the match, and that's where these big yep. ones at the end. And number thirty has to be, you know, that person. I don't want it to be Ric Flair, you know, right. stumbling down the ring with a freaking walker. I mean, no, I don't need that. Yeah. I mean, if you guys could could pick one person that
3: you would like to see as your holy shit, I can't believe he's number
1: 30. Who would it be? Your own personal pick.
0: Well, I mean, you know my personal pick would be right off the Once you said personal, you already know. And the crowd would go absolutely insanely bonkers if it did. Yep. But active on the roster, I would go for real shock and awe and make number 30 of the Men's Royal Rumble, Rhea Ripley. Ooh! That
1: would be great. That would be something. Yeah. That would be something. It's not not unusual that that would would happen, but...
0: And what better way to introduce her into, you know, cross-gender matches than to put her in the Men's Rumble and, you know, eliminate (laughs) omas. Yeah.
1: (laughs) I mean... You know, we've had China in the men's rumble. We've had Beth Phoenix in the men's rumble. Beth Phoenix, when she was in the rumble, she eliminated the Great
0: Colleague. Right. Well, that's, well uh, that's kind of what I was yeah. alluding to, but
3: Yep.
0: Have, about her you, eliminate, have her eliminate Solo Sokoa and start a feud between the two of them.
2: Yep. Yeah. Um, I mean, right off the bat, Stone Cold comes to mind because that would be awesome. Because um, it has to be, like you said, it has to be a name. I mean, because I can remember in the past year seeing like Dolph come out 30, seeing, you know, whoever. And it's kind of just like, uh, it's kind of like almost like a letdown. And that's nothing against Dolph, you know what I mean? Yeah. But kind of like a letdown. You're like, ah, oh, great, no more. And that's what we're. So, I mean, it has to be a big name. Stone Cold would be one. I wouldn't even mind if it was Randy. That took the thirty spot to come out and do his thing. Um, probably, probably them. Because I feel like you can't have it be Cody now because Cody's already announced right. and all that. Right. And, yeah. And I was kind of thinking about it, and I'd like to know what you guys think. Should Should Cody come out early? Early? and, and kind of have the whole match and go through it all and look real strong and then win it, or kind of come out, you know, 22, 3, four or something.
0: Now, after Mike suggested it, if Cody Rhodes is going to win it, I want to see him come out at 1 or 2. Yep. be yep. one of the first competitors yep. in the ring and run the gauntlet.
1: Yep. Not only yep. have to do that to run the whole thing, but to show WWE that his surgery was a success and he's ready to go. Yeah, um, agreed. My surprise, my personal one, uh, I mean, I know it's it's never going to happen, but I think one of the guys that would be real good in WWE if he ever lost his title in another organization would be MJF.
0: His contract's contract's not up to the end of this year, so that wouldn't happen. Yep. And he's not and about to women. get fired by Tony Khan. Right.
1: And for the women, um, I know we don't have that many right now, and they're going to end up with 30, obviously. Right. But yep. my personal one, I'm going to probably, you know, maybe get a smile out of Greg because he's probably going to be surprised when I say this. But my personal one for number 30 for the women, I'd love to see Tessa Blanchard.
0: No, you, you're you're lying right now because you've been totally dead set against her being in WWE for a long time.
1: I <laughs> would well, I would like I would like to see you know them make her number thirty. You know, let you know she's she's been a big enough star where she is now, and you know she could probably be just as big in WWE
3: with the women.
0: She's not doing anything now because she can't. She can't have her cake, you needed to, too, and every every wrestling organization has to bow down to the great Tessa Blanchard. So, if she were to come in and she didn't win and go to WrestleMania and main event WrestleMania, win both titles, she wouldn't accept the WWE contract in my opinion. She's too full of herself. Alrighty.
1: What about you, DJ? Um, i trying to think, like, all the surprises that we'll
2: probably get, I... I can't think of one that I'm, that I get really pumped up for. Um, maybe like Beth coming out at 30, Beth Phoenix coming out at 30 and having a thing with Rhea kind of, cause I don't think they really got to that after Rhea came out and did that to herself.
3: Right. Maybe right.
2: Having Beth come out, you know, I can't really think of really anyone else. I think it'd be funny if maybe Lana comes out and have her come out. That will be, that'd be messed up, but that'd be funny. I don't know, maybe Beth, I guess. What about you, Greg?
0: Did you really have to ask me who I want number 30 to be?
1: Let let the fans know.
0: Molly Holly. Molly Uh, (laughs) Holly. That's my number 30. No, um... uh, Let's see. I mean, I don't... I, I don't see anybody... Being number 30, that would really get me, and the women's to really be like, holy crap. You know, she's in it that, you know, somebody that would really. I mean, because I'm, you know, I'm okay with not seeing Lita or Trish Stratus or, you know, maybe, maybe Michelle McCool, possibly, Um, something along that lines, but yeah, I mean, that's. Kinda of it.
2: Oh, okay. I, Naomi, Naomi, maybe because because people are waiting, and I I did hear she, she's coming back.
0: I don't know, well, man. There well, ain't
2: really many to get excited for. I don't
0: know. Yeah, well, gentlemen, if you guys want to carry on, you can. But I mean, I've got seven minutes to be back upstairs by noon. So, all right, right. So unfortunately, this right is. Here. Don't
1: forget, like we said, next week our prediction show three p.m for the Royal Rumble, join the Top Rope Report. And um, thank you for all tuning in. We'll catch you all on Wednesday.
0: Take it easy, guys.
1: Later, guys. Take it easy.
0: Go 49ers!